everybody. Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. I'm Sarah Benincasa, and that is Mr. Marcus Parks. Hello. Um, this is a show where we talk about sex and one other human activity. And we are sponsored by Sexcusez-moi, S-E-X-C-U-S-E-M-O-I.com, where you can get lots of fine and amazing sexual products to I'll, make yourself happy. I love watching you spell that out in your head every single time. <laughs> you always look up in the air like S-E-X-C. <laughs> That's where I remember it. I'm like, if I look at this ceiling... You know, I just had a flashback to the fact that um, – oh, and by the way, if you put in the discount code SARA at uh, checkout, you get 20% off. Yay. I just realized – I think the last show we did, I was drunk, right? Or no, I was crazy on – You were crazy high on rocket fuel. Yeah. And I just had this flashback to when I was really high on rocket fuel and I just stared at the ceiling and you like called me on it at some mm-hmm. point. You were like, you just – like, what are you doing? You, the, Your eyes rolled in the back of your head. Correct. <laughs> and I remember being really interested in the ceiling and it seemed really red that day. It's like it's, you were on meth. I was so crazied out. That was intense. Um, that was our last episode. What, what episode is this? 40. 40? 40. Oh my god. That's awesome. That it is. I was just um, – uh, today, I, I've been pitching some stuff to one of my favorite radio programs, which is also a great podcast. And um, they were like, OK, we like the story, but we need to hear uh, more – like, can we hear more of you? We want to hear how, what you sound like. So I was like, well, why don't you listen to this snippet of episode 19 of Sex and Other Human <laughs> Activities? It's pretty raw. Um, episode 19, what a good episode. You're such a good friend to me. I was When I was listening to it, oh. I was like, Marcus is such a good friend. Oh, pshaw. Oh, pshaw. Nothing pshaw. you wouldn't do for me. It's true. And um, yeah, and then I gave him an example of something where I'm not sobbing yeah. uh, <laughs> that, that I think, you know, better represents what I would sound like on this program. But anyway. Oh, fun thing. Um, I quit my day job. Yo, congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. I'm very excited. I have a week left of it. And then I'm still going to be freelancing for them off-site, like writing articles and stuff, but I won't be in the office, which yeah. is exciting. Not having to go to an office is fucking great. Yeah, I think Even though I great. go to an office every day, it's but still it's not like the most an chill, office. different office. Yeah. It's like a dungeon. It's more like, it's just a room. Here at the Creek in the Cave, 1093 Jackson Avenue. Uh, at creeklic.com, my little dumplings. And it's a fabulous place where you can get extremely delicious Mexican food, extremely delicious beer, extremely delicious uh, lots of other things. Mm-hmm. I, you know, enjoy it. It's possible that um, your bartender will be Megan. It's possible that your bartender will be Rojo. Your bartender could really be anybody. It's amazing. <laughs> your bartender could really be any one of four people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it is exciting. Rojo told me that I was big-timing him the other day. Really? Yeah. I think he was kind of kidding, but not really. I think he's, he's got that kind of sense of humor. He was like, yeah, well, you're big-timing me the other day. On, but it was on Facebook. Ah. Let's define big-timing. Big-timing, okay. Now, the th- first of all, the very thought that I could be capable of big-timing anyone is hilarious. It is pretty hilarious. I, I am not on television. Uh, but so big-timing is like when somebody thinks they're better than you, and so they start acting like they're big-time. I think big-timing uh, is – I don't have time for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think he felt that's what I was conveying. You're not important enough for me to talk to. Mm-hmm. That's what big time and usually going to have to talk me. to him about that. I think you're going to have to talk to him about We're that. We're going to have to address the situation. I think so. I mean, I can't I can't come in here and have the bartender 
think that I'm big timing him. <laughs> How dare he I think can't. that you, Sarah Benincasa, is big timing? How dare he? That's upsetting. <laughs> God, there's a lot. There's been so much going on in in the. Well, he's also a friend of mine. He's not just the bartender, but yeah. specifically, like you know, he's the bartender. So that's important. Yeah. There's been a lot going on in Cave Comedy Radio Network world. Oh yeah. You now. Let's tell everyone about it because they may not be aware, especially if you're downloading us on iTunes rather than listening to us on the website. There is a whole network of comedy podcasts produced right here at the Creek in the Cave, all by Mr. Marcus Parks. Some co-hosted like this one, some co-produced, some produced. He's just he makes all of it happen. And um, it's a lot of fun. It's cavecomedyradio.com. Yes, it's awesome. No, we got a bunch of great shows. We got a really good show coming out uh, that I'm re- the newest show we have is called the Jared Logan Show, which is <laughs> fucking awesome. I'm sure it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really, really good. Uh, and uh, the one that we've got coming out here in I think like five or six weeks, uh, it's starring Jackie Zabrowski of the Roundtable of Gentlemen, great, and Molly Neffel. Who is a frequent guest on the Roundtable of Gentlemen and is also very highly, like, very involved in the Occupy Wall Street movement? They are going to be hosting a show about celebrity gossip. Oh my God, <laughs> that called, is it's, weird. It's called Page Seven, and we've we've started to we've, we've been doing the development on it, and it's fantastic. I feel it's like gonna it's going to be, be amazing. It is going to be a great show. Like, I'm very so. Be sure to watch out. That's the number one thing going on. Watch out for Page Seven. Going to be coming. I'm going to watch out for Page Seven. That's going to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. And we also have new shows coming. Uh, we got one coming from Jermaine Fowler, who just got cast on the new and Living Color. Oh, he did. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we got that, and uh, I believe a, a few other. Uh, there are a couple other projects that are kind of rattling around in the works, but those are the two that we know are coming. There was another podcast, and I will not say which one it was, but apparently you um, didn't laugh at the host's joke in the way that he wanted, and he was broken. (laughs) (laughs) He was broken. Wouldn't stop talking about it. Broken inside. You wield a lot of influence. Uh, It wasn't me. It was the other people on on his Facebook page (laughs) that, yeah, Bing Kissel. There's, an alive, ba- there's an alive baby in the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the, the the not the last or not the last episode of Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, which is a politics show that me and Kiss will do together. Uh, but the show before that, it wasn't me that gave him all the shit. I just pointed out that it was grammatically incorrect, and our fans agreed with me. Well, you know, Marcus, I think you were absolutely right. <laughs> I think you Thank did. You. I think you did Thank what was you. right for the integrity of the program. Thank you. And I just hope that we can all. You know, move on from this and recover because I've, it's, I've moved on. You've moved on, but has everyone? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> what are some of the other shows besides Abe Lincoln's Top Hat that you can enjoy? Uh, definitely uh, Roundtable Gentlemen. Last podcast on the left is fan. We just did a great episode of that. That uh, la- the latest last podcast on the left is a March Madness of killers, both imagined and real. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like 16 killers. Uh, including like you know your standards, Freddie, Jason, Michael, but you also got Jeffrey Dahmer in there. Right. You got John Wayne Gacy. Great. You got uh, Manson. Oh, you have the whole Manson family. Oh, yeah, okay. and the Firefly family from uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects, two of my favorite movies ever. Interesting. Now, yeah. what about the killers from what is that movie? Is it uh, Funny Games? What is it called? Nope, those guys aren't in it. They're not in it. Okay. No. Uh, what about the killer from that Liv Tyler movie? Who stabs people in the woods. Nope, not that. But the scream ghost is in there. Oh, good. Well, that sounds super fun. It is super fun. Psychopaths love it. 
Yeah, and then there's the and there's uh there's Pat Mr. Pat Dixon has his crime report with mm-hmm. Pat Dixon. The New York City crime report with Pat Dixon, yep. And Nerd of Mouth with Mike Lawrence. Great. And Jake Young. You know, Mike I, Lawrence, who was just on uh, Conan O'Brien a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's exciting. To and hear. mentioned Cave Co- Conan O'Brien actually said Cave Comedy Radio. Yay! Conan fucking O'Brien. Thanks, Conan O'Brien. How cool is that? Yay! Shit. So all that and more at CaveComedyRadio.com. Now, today I was uh, – the New York City Crime Report makes me think of two things. One, uh, Pat Dixon, mm-hmm. uh, just a, a gentleman, a hero, a derelict. A derelict, yes. Then two, the kind of guy who would look at a gal while she was walking down the street. Mm, yeah. You know, I'm in just a very guessing. uncomfortable manner. Right. Yeah. Groping and, season just started, as he says. Correct. Yeah. So you got that. Thinking about that, thinking about the New York City crime report, because I was I live by the police station mm-hmm. and I still wake up several times a night thinking someone's breaking into my house and killing me. <laughs> but I live by the police station and. I was walking, you know, and most of them are dudes mm-hmm. and a lot of them are very attractive guys. Um, they don't talk to me. I think they should. But I think <laughs> they don't because I don't know. They're in their uniforms and they're not supposed to or something. Whatever. Um, there's usually a pack of them and it's not like one of them is going to come up to me and say something shyly awkward and adorable when there's like a pack of the douchebag brethren. I don't think so. They're busy like beating immigrants and just like being terrible. Um, but they're so cute. <laughs> so – I'm walking past them and I get this feeling where I'm like, okay, I'm wearing a, you know, I'm showing some leg. It's New York City groping season. Like they're going to look at me. Where do I look? And I got in this, and of course it happened. They all turned and like watched. They all mm-hmm. paused their conversation and watched. And it's not because I look so hot, even though I look cute. It's because I'm a girl mm-hmm. and they do that to every single girl. And so, I didn't really know where to look. I was like, where's the proper etiquette when you're getting checked out on the street by people who you don't want to whistle at you or anything, but you know they're going to check you out? Do you like, am I supposed to smile at them? Am I supposed to look away? Like, I find it flattering. It's a little bit uncomfortable because I have to walk like past so many of them. And as we know, cops enjoy things like raping and murdering and getting away with it. So, mm-hmm. you know, a little concerned about that, but, uh, you know, also complimentary. So. <laughs> Where do I lo- – where am I supposed to look? Do you- well, I don't know. Cops never check me out. Well, I know, but you're a boy. Don't you, don't you check out <laughs> girls on the street ever? Oh, of course, yeah. No, do you know how hard it is right now to be out in the city with your girlfriend at this time of year? Mm. Jesus Christ. I'm sure guys all over the country, I'm sure, are experiencing this right now. Well, you're out there. You're with your girlfriend. Of course, you love her more than life itself. You love her more than anything. Your girlfriend's also, I will say, like inevitably going to be the hottest girl on the street. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Let's also add that caveat. Always the hottest girl around. Yeah. Uh, But uh, still, the male mind, the fucking, the male, the innate lizard fuck instinct <laughs> like that doesn't go away no matter how much you, i mean and, it, and it's not and it's of course like you control it you fucking get get control over it but to not like it's enough control to just not fuck everything <laughs> like that's that's already like a, really just taking hold of the human instinct and just like <laughs> fucking twisting its neck but to just not look whenever there's a sea of skin and hot girls every literally everywhere you look yep 
Man, I had to keep really focused on my newspaper this morning whenever <laughs> we were riding the train. Because whenever we ride the train to work together, uh, we always read the newspaper together. Oh, that's so like, cute. Either the post or the news. Uh, the post is my favorite. So we always read the post. But, man, I had to like just whenever – even whenever she was talking, I just had to like – I was like, I'm – you know, I'll listen to everything. Can't look up. Can't look anywhere. <laughs> Can't look anywhere. I just have to keep focused on this picture of this ugly Montana kid who fucking smoked too much synthetic weed and crashed his car. <laughs> and then there was once whenever I like I couldn't help it. Like I was like we're getting off the train and there's this girl and her boobs were just huge and out and just mm-hmm. out there. And I couldn't help like I just like looked because I, I didn't even think about it. I just glanced. And, like, I glanced and I came back and then right whenever I came back, she turned around and looked at me. And I'm like – I'm sitting there thinking for a split second. I was like, oh, fuck. Did she catch me looking at that girl's dance? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, she's holding my hand. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. Mark is going on the street. Yeah. Okay. There's, Let's fucking do this. There's an episode of Chappelle's show where he has, does a sketch and I think it's just called New York City Boob Season. And he just goes around on the street and like compliments women on their boobs and like compliments their boyfriends or fathers on their boobs. <laughs> and it's so glorious because that really is like New York. It's New York City boob season. And right in the midst of New York City boob season, I am trying to make a vow of celibacy. Oh, man. It's the most challenging of all seasons to it do really that. It really is. You got it because you got the boobs. I have the springtime titties. You have the boobs. Like yeah. Capital T, capital B. Yeah, yeah. I have got some boobs. I was hanging out out with somebody the other night and he was like so um do you like your boobs and i was like what do you mean and he said well a lot of girls who have big boobs they claim they don't like them they bother them and i was like you know what i really do like them a lot i like them i would really miss them if they were gone um do i get some back pain sure but like you know and and is it kind of have there been times, especially in adolescence where it was a little embarrassing to be so developed yes but the benefits of having huge tits largely outweigh the the negatives. Like, I get free shit. <laughs> I get stuff all the time. Like, people – I mean, I'm like – I'm cute. Like, I'm like a 7. Mm-hmm. On a good day, I'm a 7 working a 7.5. But, like, with these tits, really just amps it up. Like, I get sometimes, like, 8 to 9 treatment at places – because I've got huge tits. It's very nice. And so I just, you know, I, I understand that it's – look, I think a girl with a beautiful face is going to win over a girl with a good face and big tits anytime. A girl with a beautiful face can have the tiniest boobs in the world and it doesn't matter. If she's like strikingly gorgeous, it's just going to make people go nuts. Um, but, yeah, having big boobs is, is – is, yeah, I totally have gotten things that I don't – deserve because i have big boobs here's my uh my hypothesis on the big girl the girls with the big tits Mm -hmm. from what i've found the girls that have like big tits but don't like them usually those boobs look pretty gross when she's naked really usually yeah your boobs look fantastic when you're naked thank you oh fantastic so nice because you you know whenever you're with like something like there's been plenty of time where i've you know been with a girl and she's got like you know huge tits and like hey all right let's get here and then like we get her naked and there's and she's like it's riding on and then she's like riding on top of me and they're like almost in my face it and, can't you know you can't help real it kinda, dangly you know, and kinda it's dangly, it's not you know? our fault I mean it just happened it just, just happened you know but these weren't like young girls 
It happened. I just, yeah. you know, it's through no fault of, of, of our own. Like sometimes yeah. those things happen. Yeah. Um, I say, you know, be happy with who you are. Don't be fucked up about it. You know, even though there's still tits at the end of the day. Yeah. People are still going to be stoked about <laughs> Like there's still, uh, I mean, and that's the thing. I'm not saying that, you know, that the, just because they're big means they're gross or anything. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, a tit is still a tit at yeah. the end of the day. Guys are going to like them. Still boobs. And you know what? If you've got little boobs and they're high and perky, those can be the hottest boobs. Like oh, yeah. Belladonna mm. does not have big boobs. Mm. She has high, perky. I, I wouldn't say they're – well, I don't know. Would you say they're small? I wouldn't say they're small, no. They're medium. Yeah. But they're like high and perky and they look really good. I knew this girl in college who was so pretty and had these little boobs that she was so self-conscious of. But I was like, she has no idea how sexy she looks just wearing a T-shirt without a bra on. Like Mm -hmm. she's just walking through here. Guys are just like staring at her. She's a gorgeous girl. She's got an amazing body. Like, And I, I just I tried to tell her that, but she was like, Girls with big boobs always say that. And I was like, well, maybe, but it's true. And at a certain point, well, like. It's probably because she always talks about having small boobs to girls with big boobs. Yeah, who are like, no, but your boobs are great. And also, there are things that girls with smaller boobs can do, like go without a bra, wear a t shirt, wear a tank top, wear one of those um, maxi dresses where you just like, uh, it's got no straps. Like, those are neat. There's a lot of benefits to it. Um, but I think just, you know, whatever boob size you have, I think that you should rock them yeah, and be proud of them and invest in like a good bra and just make it happen. You know, and I've dated girls with all sizes of boobs. I've dated girls with A's, you know. Mm -hmm. I've dated girls with literally E's. Wow. Yeah, that was an experience. Yeah. Yeah, those things were huge. Yeah, E is big. (laughs) Woo! But... Uh, but right now, you know, I think, uh, I mean, I really don't know what my girlfriend's bra size is, but I will say that her tits are perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> like, they are the perfect size. They're just, they're just, and I got the, the, the big hands is just. Squeeze, <laughs> ew, like, ew, you're so them. horny right now, oh, you monster. <laughs> well, she's like, I mean, she's like 200 feet away from me right now. It's like, <laughs> like I can feel her up there. Ew. Uh, I'm touching oh, this cup right oh, now. She just touched, God. she touched this cup. Oh. God, don't fuck the cup. If you jizz in the cup. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Marcus. Yeah, we're having a date tonight. I'm pretty excited. Oh, you are? Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? We're going to go see a movie. Oh. We're trying to separate. Uh, No, no, no. Too crowded. Maybe Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Fun. Yeah, yeah. The new Gary Oldman movie. We're trying to separate our personal lives from our professional lives a little bit more, you know? Mm. Like instead of spending all of our time here at the creek as we do now. Yeah. Trying to, you know. Do stuff. Do stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, that's a good thing because this place, the thing about the creek and the cave here at creeklic.com, 1093 Jackson Avenue, Long Island City, New York, is that it is a focal point for a community here. It is a – Rebecca refers to it sometimes as a multi-level comedy clubhouse, Mm -hmm. which it is. It's got a bar. It's got a restaurant. It's got a theater. It's got a back patio. It's got these things. And there have been moments where I am in here and I look around and I'm like, wow, there's – like this is awkward for me. (laughs) Like you just are like, oh, like just inevitably like – you're, if you've been in a situation where like two to three dudes that you've definitely dated and slept with are all just like hanging out talking to each other, mm. it's that's weird. It's a yeah. weird feeling, and it makes you say to yourself, "I need to 
get out more? <laughs> uh, why? And, and it makes you say things to yourself like, why am I? Like, if you're the type of girl, I've always been this type of girl who tends to date in the same kind of circle. Mm-hmm. And doesn't like import civilians that often. And this was true in in high school. Like I dated a lot of boys in bands and they all played bass for some reason. And, you know, I dated a lot of like dudes who were in like straight edge hardcore bands. That's who I dated in I'm, high school. I am shaking, shaking my your head. head. They in- were cute. They skated <laughs> and they, they were like were always had their little skateboards. Uh, and hopefully they grew up a little bit. They had their triple X tattoos that they gave themselves. Boy, I bet they don't regret those at all. Uh, probably not at all. Um, and so that was that. And then in college, I guess they all, I guess college was like, my first college, it was a comedian kind of thing. My second college, it was like more outdoorsy dudes, carpenters and farmers and like dudes who did sexy shit. I'd like to get back to that time. Not that it was the best time for dating for me. Just like, you know, it's cool to be like, oh, yeah, I'm dating a locksmith or yeah. I'm dating a, <laughs> dating a plumber. I'm dating an electrician. Like that's who I dated for real. A yeah. locksmith, a plumber, an electrician, like a farmer um, and a short order cook. Like those were the dudes that I dated in my second college. Then since I've been in New York, it's been like – artists of some kind and and at first it was like film or like art visual art art um and then it just once i got into comedy that's who i met were just comedian dudes and Mm -hmm. so it just became like easier to date comedian dudes but after dating comedian dudes for six years you know eventually you come to a place where you're like this is too much i dated uh comedians for three months that was enough yeah swore them off forever it's too much. Three months. That was it. That's all it took. Like, nope, never, ever, ever, never it's again. It's a lot. Never again. Because even it's just not people a good who idea. I dated for a long time were like the two long-term relationships I had were they were peripherally involved in comedy. They weren't comedians, but they were still peripherally involved in comedy in some way, mm-hmm. right? in entertainment, I guess. Right, right. So, yeah. So anyway, I did have that moment the other day where I was just like, this is not – acceptable which has led to your current uh vow well it's in part my my vow of celibacy it in part it perhaps i was just i i've been thinking about this vow of celibacy for weeks and the other day perhaps it just was driven home to me and i've been practicing celibacy i haven't been boning <laughs> um and so uh i've just been i you know i came back from south by southwest which was just like just a just a show of debauchery and I said to myself, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what what do I want to do with my life? Because all around me were people fucking and drinking and doing drugs. And I just witnessed it. And I thought, this is not me. Yeah. And so I <laughs> now am. By, by, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me uh, solidify. Like by, say, by doing drugs, you just mean smoking weed, right? Yes. Okay. The marijuana. So just say, such. D- please say, d- yeah. I think that's a very important distinction to make because whenever oh, I wasn't people, like hanging out with like meth heads or something. Yeah, because whenever I hear people say doing drugs, that's what I think. You're I like, think heroin like, is bad. I think like coke, me- like because to me marijuana isn't drugs, quote unquote drugs. Right. Like that's you know drugs, drugs is something else. Yeah, that's totally something else. Like that's harder than weed. Well, okay, so people were doing that. And they were doing the marijuana and the such and the the alcohol. And I'm sure people were doing other things. And there were, I mean, we were staying at this 
place for a little while where this dude was coming in and he was a real cool real fun dude but he was coming in at like four in the morning wasted and just i you know probably haven't talked up some girls and people are taking each other home and all this is happening and i'm just like south by southwest i just i'd feel out of place here um and we talked about south by southwest in the last episode Mm -hmm. i just mostly dealt with it by eating um (laughs) by just eating horrible things i dealt with it by uh drinking and doing drugs correct (laughs) it's so but i've been thinking about the celibacy thing since coming back from south by southwest just like making instead of just being like oh i'm not i just haven't had sex in a while making it a conscious decision like conscious celibacy choosing it for a reason because i think that i have to quote Janine Garofalo, been very free with my person at different points, <laughs> which is how she describes her behavior on the set of Wet Hot American Summer. And uh, and I think – and she said a lot, a lot of them were very free with their persons. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and I'm not talking like just – I'm not talking about recently. I'm talking sort of globally in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been times when I have been not at all free with my person. There have been times when I've been free with my person. Um I don't know that there's ever been a time because I've been choosing not to get into a relationship. Hmm. Um, and I don't know if I, there's ever been a time where I've a, really done that, like really chosen for a period of multiple months to not actually get into a relationship, um, even when it's, you know there were possibilities there. Um, and also, I don't think I've ever chosen to – be celibate. Mm-hmm. Like I've had it thrust upon me or not thrust upon me. Oh. Whoa. Um, but I've never been like, you know what, dude? I'm just going to like – just gonna, the cookie's just going to be kind of like hanging out by itself for a while. I think, I think you're doing a good thing here. Yeah. I think you're doing a very good thing here. Yeah. It's, this, is, this is awesome because this is the next step for you. Like because like this is the next step towards you being completely independent because first you're like, okay, no relationships. I'm not going to have any boys in my life. And now it's like, okay, well, no relationships. Also, no fucking either, which is the next step towards you being just independent, just being Sarah and being able to just be you by yourself without having to be dependent on anything else, which is an important skill to have. Everyone yeah, should have. Yeah, and now that I quit my day job, I'm going to be working by myself. So I'm going to have to like, you know, go to, I'm going to have to make a schedule of mm-hmm. my own schedule that isn't made by the office where I go to the, you know, coffee shop at this time. I go for a long walk at this time. I do this at this time and where I really have to be self-sufficient and, and emotionally in that way. Um, so that's kind of a whole interesting thing too. Now, let me just say, I'll still go on a date with a boy. Oh, of course. Like I'll go on a date. I just – I don't I don't think that recently I have not been prepared to be in a relationship. And in fact, there have been times in the past few years when I shouldn't have been in a relationship and I was. And mm-hmm. I tend to just jump from relationship to relationship to relationship. So it's actually been a good thing to like consciously not be getting in one. And then if I – end up in one because I've actually it's like if I'm get the next time I get in a relationship I want it to be because I really want to be with that person not because I'm lonely and missing somebody so I'm gonna take up with somebody else exactly and that's how me and uh Nikita got together we had no idea this whole thing was coming it didn't really like weren't no, really you guys were just like nasty fucking yeah we was just nasty fucking straight <laughs> off yeah <laughs> <laughs> For a couple of months, actually, yeah, and we were talking about this last night. Like, neither one of us saw this coming at all. Or yeah, I didn't either. I was it. like, "Well, that's going to end in flames." But 
Yeah, but and we both expected it to end in flames. Like we both expected to just yeah. So we were really keeping our distance for a long while, Uh, and then like it just sort of like kind of clicked and like oh, wait no this I am ready for this now. Like we didn't jump, but we didn't actually get together like just me and her until we were like good and ready for it. Until both of us were really good and ready for it. Which I think is so. That's the way to do it. Like that's so smart. Yeah. Oh, it's old fashioned, really. Not the fucking part, but like <laughs> dating other people, like dating around. And, well, it's kind of, I mean, it's all the best relationships that I've had uh, have started off like that, where it starts off with either uh, a friendship or it starts off with uh, you fuck mm-hmm. and then you go from there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, yeah, you know, you, you go out with each other for the first time. You know each other before you go at each other for the first time. You have sex and then you're like, OK, well, now that we've done that, we can continue on with what this might be. This might be something good. This might be something bad. I don't know. Let's go with it. Yeah. Uh, and the best relationships that I've had have always been the ones that I ease into. And, like, take my time with. And I ease into it. And she eases into it. We don't just immediately start. Because the, in the worst relationships that I've had are the ones that I've jumped right into. Those are – that is totally my pattern. It's like we are worst. in this. Like, yeah. we are in this. It is so intense. It is so – and I've had, you know, the past couple dudes I've been involved with be like – be like, this is the quickest and most intense I've ever been in a relationship. And and then it flames out. Mm-hmm. It just does. Sometimes yeah. more rapidly than others. Um, but it just flames out. And so, yeah, I don't want that. Like, I would rather kind of have it grow slowly and kind of a slow burn into it. And then finally, like, maybe be ex- realize all of a sudden, like, oh, hey, this is my boyfriend yeah. now. Then be like, oh, my God, we love each other. We're so involved. I've never felt this way about anyone in my life. Mm-hmm. We relate on such a deep cosmic level. Ah. Yeah. And, and those things done six weeks later. And those things can happen. And those things are true, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, it is exceedingly rare, if not non-existent, that those things come about immediately. Like, it is dumb to think that you are connect completely you know i've been compl- very 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 guilty of this in the past is like to think that you connect with someone on such a deep level when in fact it is fairly superficial uh and you don't i don't i don't think that you really are able to connect with anyone in a meaningful way unless you're dating for a little while yeah like and i'm talking like a very meaningful way not just like a oh me too oh me too like shit like that Mm -hmm. like i'm talking about like just looking into someone's eyes and knowing what they're thinking like really just feeling a deep connection like feeling the connection across like miles and fucking mountains and valleys and shit like that's that is possible but it needs to grow it can't it's not going to happen straight off yeah, I, I think it's it, to think that it happens straight off. That's just shit from movies, yeah, and TV usually and it fantasy. Doesn't. It's just, it's all it's all just fantasy because getting to that point is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard work. Like you gotta work through some shit. You gotta have some fights. You gotta tell each other what pisses you off, what you love, what you hate. You know, like that's it sucks for a little bit, um, but it's fucking worth it. Like it is so so worth it. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Marcus's <laughs> Marcus's ode to relationships. That's so great though. I was uh I was talking to this is referring to something that you referenced earlier. I was talking to Mr. Ed Larson today on mm-hmm. the Facebook 
and of the round table of, of the round table of gentlemen and we were talking about like when you do it with your friends how it can either like go up in flames or be awful or be great and i was like Marcus is the only person, and we've talked about this on the show. Mm-hmm. I think episode 30 was where we debuted. No, we 32. didn't. 32. Yeah. Um, I was like, Marcus is like my – it's like Marcus and I are brother and sister who fucked on the day God gave us a pass. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything was fine. And Ed was so disgusted by it. Like he hated it. I mean he already knows about that, but he yeah, obviously – It's perfect. But he was like <laughs> – he was like that's – he said that's beautiful and disgusting. <laughs> it is. It really is like, beautiful. It, it yeah. is beautiful and disgusting. But yeah. it's true. It's true. It's and I think true. you get one of those in a lifetime, maybe. Maybe. Uh-huh. I mean, I haven't had other other experiences like that. I haven't either. You know, you can just be like, oh, sure. This will, you keep, uh, there have been times when I have uh, so many times, almost every single time <laughs> I have hooked up with a friend, I'm always like, oh, this is going to be cool. It's uh-huh. going to be cool. We're going to be cool. And it's never cool except with Marcus Parks. Bang! Biggity bam! (laughs) It's so true. God. Um. Oh. So. So here's a question because I was also talking about the celibacy thing to Ed, and he was like, "Well, are you going to tell guys that you go on dates with about Mm -hmm. the celibacy Mm -hmm. thing?" And I was like, "No. Should I? No. 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 Well, like, what if I just don't fuck them? Yeah, that's probably the best idea. Just don't fuck them. Yeah. And if he starts whining about it, then yeah. I mean, we can do other stuff. Like, we can hold hands. <laughs> you can gently massage his palm. Yeah, I can, like, punch him in the arm. Yeah. I was hanging out with a dude the other night, and I punched him in the arm. Like, I was like, that's hilarious. And I punched, like, we were broing down or something. <laughs> I punched him in the arm, and he started laughing so hard and was like, did you just punch me in the arm like we're on the, the in the schoolyard? And I was like, yes, sir, I did. <laughs> <laughs> At a classy restaurant. I was like, well... Yes. <laughs> this place is clearly too good for the likes of me. I will be leaving now. <laughs> Goodbye, sir. Oh, that's awesome. It was delightful. So I'm so happy that you're so happy I am. with your gal. That's like, awesome. It's, uh, yeah. You're in love. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> very, very much so. I want so. you guys to get married back home on the ranch, and I want all of us to go. And I want... Um, that sounds pretty fucking fantastic. How fun trip. would that be? And ah. we could camp out, except... Except for oh, I was saying to somebody the other day I was I was explaining the like concept of the boo box. Could you briefly like explain that again? Oh, uh, the boo box. The boo box is uh, it's a hog trap uh, that we have out on the ranch that's made of a uh, wire mesh, uh, and it's almost it's impossible for a four hundred pound hog uh, full of piss and vinegar to get out of. So you sure as hell ain't getting out of there, right? And you threaten people with the boo box. You sometimes. threaten people with the boo box. Yeah, you fucking except you just call it the hog trap. Uh huh. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to put you in the hog trap. Right. So I was thinking maybe we could camp. I was like, well, we want to like if I was thinking about your wedding and I was like, (laughs) if we camp out, everybody camps out, be super fun. But we don't want to get run down by wild hogs, which will kill you. So maybe we should all just camp in boo boxes. (laughs) Everyone gets their individual. A boo box is not something you just buy. No, you build it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to build your boo box. Right. It's Everyone's like got to build. <laughs> Everyone's got to build their own boo box. Yeah. So maybe we do put like, your own flair to it. We do a boo box building ceremony. Everybody gets in sleeping bags and just goes, and that's how we camp. Because otherwise, I feel like we'll die. Oh, we can still camp. Nah. I've is never... there an area of the ranch that is free of hogs? No. Okay. Nor rattlesnakes. Damn it. 
<laughs> this is complicated well, there wedding are, planning. There are some that are relatively free of hogs. Mm-mm. Is there something we can do to make your wedding not full of murder? Like, can we put up flares uh, around? Yeah, or like we can't have a do- campfire. We can't have a Dothraki wedding. Mm. Um, campfires work well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't necessarily like the light all that much. Maybe we'll just keep and we could we could like listen to Guns and Roses like really loud. It's that's what, well, that's what we did whenever I was in high school and we camped. We just listened to Guns and Roses really loud in our boombox and got wasted. All right, I feel like so that's yeah, going to be your that. wedding. Yeah, <laughs> it feels awesome. Yeah, if uh, if you you know what, whenever I was fifteen and you would ask me, Marcus, what would your wedding be like? It's like, oh, you know, we'll probably just hang out in the field, listen to Guns and Roses, drink beer. <laughs> Then I'll like and also my gr- and also my wife will be black and Jewish and English <laughs> yeah, and Israeli and she'll speak four languages yeah. five languages also that and be a dancer and uh, the most beautiful singer I've ever heard in my entire life yeah really I've never heard her sing she sings like an angel oh it's, it's fucking it's r- ridiculous that's awesome yeah you guys she was, would have the most attractive children we really would she mm-hmm. was singing at a karaoke one night mm-hmm. and someone tried talking to me and I told him to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was just like, like see, it was the first time I'd ever seen her sing. And like they came up and they were like, hey, Mars. I'm like, I go, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm listening to Total Eclipse of the Heart and interpreted <laughs> by my girlfriend, Nikita, who is beautiful. Shut up, buddy. I think it would, might have been an Ella Fitzgerald song. She's a jazz singer. Oh, like, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a, She's a total package. She is. She's it. She's a good one. She is. All right. Well, I need to find that, a boy, Nikita. No. <laughs> a black Israeli... English person who she's knows. got a brother. Really? Yeah, but he's like too. He's like he's much younger. Like, oh, he is. Yeah, he's like seventeen or eighteen. Oh, ew! Yeah. Don't <laughs> gross. Oh, all right. Well, no, he's a little bit old. I think he's like twenty-one, twenty-two. I don't know. They live in England. I've never <sighs> met him. British people. Well, all right. So uh, this has been sex and other human activities. Listen, if you want to uh, chat with us, if you have questions, you want advice, we love advice questions. We love, love, love them because clearly we're perfect. So, <laughs> well, we'll just give you like honest advice based on our experiences, and we'll tell you where we've fucked up and gone wrong and stuff too. So you'll you'll it's like talking to some friends. Um, but email us, Sarah at SarahBenicasa.com. Or at CaveComedyRadio at gmail.com. Oh, right. Or CaveComedyRadio at gmail.com. You can also do that. Or you can go to CaveComedyRadio.com and just click contact and send an email directly through there. Awesome. And you can go to Twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa, Twitter.com slash Marcus Parks. And you can hang out with us at, at SarahBenincasa.com or CaveComedyRadio.com. Yeah, sorry for making everyone all pukey by talking about my... No, it was adorable. Okay, good. That was really sweet. I was afraid that it was... No, it's cute. Did we <laughs> did we finish yet or are we still recording? We're done, we're done. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it was nice. Goodbye. It was really-